Okay, it's very exciting. We're starting up a new sugya, Maruba. It's the first time we're learning it, I think, in Yeshiva. It's Mamash Chashba Limud. You're going to see that it's a Limud which can really build up a person's Kalach Aswara. That a lot of times when you're learning a sugya, so the sugyas are very, very independent. You can learn one thing, you go on to the next sugya, and there's nothing to do with the previous discussion. And each thing is really independent of the previous thing beforehand. When it comes to Bavakama, Merubah specifically, Merubah, really the 7th, ninth, and 10th parak of Bavakama are really just one big parak, and not only that, it's one big sugya. Defining what's Geneva, defining what's Gzela, defining the payments, all defining how to relate to an, a stolen object. All these things are very, very complicated and nuanced sugyas. And the beauty of it is that each sugi really is direct, correla- directly correlated to the sugi beforehand, and you can't let anything go. Everything, every assumption, every chiddush, every aspect of, of halacha, which was defined by the previous sugya, is being assumed in the next one and being built off of. So that's going to be the Veid of Merubah. It's, it's, it's a hard, hard limud, but it's a limud that if you put your effort into, you can grow tremendously from it. So that's, that's the... It's very exciting, that's the truth, I'm very excited for it. And Amir Tashem, we should go with the Siyat and Shemani, we should all grow tremendously together. So today I'm going to start off, Me'etzim, discussing five different Rambams. Right? Three of the Rambams are from the Mishnah Torah, and two of the Rambams are also from the Mishnah Torah, but they're not halachas, they're actually from the Minyan HaMitzvahs. So let's, let's start off just reading what's said, and then we're going to start to analyze. So the first Rambam we're going to see, in Source 1, is the Rambam in Hilchas Geneva, Perik Aleph Alacha Aleph, and it says as follows: Kol Ganev Mamon Misheva Pruta Lamala. If someone steals money from the value of Sheva Pruta or above, Leiver Aloy Sase transgresses uh, prohibition. Shene Amar, like it says in the pasuk, Leisig Leivu, you can't steal. Really, the pasuk of Leisig Leiv in the Seres Adibros in the Ten Commandments is talking about you can't kidnap. The Din of Leisig is talking about money. You can't take someone else's money. Ve'in loikin al-labze. You can't, you don't get Malchus on this prohibition. Shara'inutin the tashlumin. Because even though you did a lab and the lab had an action, inasmuch as you can pay compensation for that which you did, so then you don't get Malchus for it. It's not in the tashlumin. Sha'aganev chivo is the Torah the Shalim because the Torah obligated Aganev to pay. Now, whether you're stealing the money of a Jew, or you're stealing the money of a non-Jew, even if he's an idol worshiper, or whether the person you stole is above bar mitzvah, or if you even steal from someone who's a cotton who's not bar mitzvah, yet all these circumstances, you're going to be held liable, you're going to transgress this lav. That's when you're going to transgress the love. That's the Rambam in Halacha Aleph, Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph, in Hilchus Geneva. Comes along the Rambam in Hilchus Gzila Vaveido, Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph. Koyla Gzilas Chaviro, anyone who robs his friend, Sheva Pruta. Sheva Pruta. Over Belisase, he transgresses a prohibition, Shinema, like it says in the Pasuk, Loisigzol, you can't steal. Vein Lik in a Labze. Now you don't get Malkus, even though it's a Lab Shiyesh Bomaisa. It's a lav which has an act in it. Because there's a concept, a lav and itika essay, that the Torah connected to an essay, we'll describe what that means soon. Shim gazal, that if you steal from someone, you have to return it. 
Shenema, like it says in the Pasuk, Veheshivis Agzila Shagazal. You have to remove the stolen object that you stole. That was stolen. Zum Mitzvah Saseh. This is a positive commandment. Vafilu Sof Agzila. Says the Rambam, and even if you burn the Gzela afterwards, meaning to say now you can't fulfill the mitzvah of the Heshav Zagzela Shagazel, inasmuch as the object doesn't exist anymore, nonetheless, says the Rambam, in a lake, he doesn't get malchus, why not? Shahareyu Chayib, the Shalim Demel, nonetheless, he has to pay the value of it, even if he doesn't give back the object. The Kolab Shanit and the Tashlumen ain't like in love, and therefore, since you have to give back the value, any time there's a love which you can pay the compensation for it, then you don't get malchus. That's the second Rambam. The third Rambam, in Hilchus Gzila Bavidah, Perik Aleph Halacha Beis. That's the next Halacha. So the Rambam, also Ligzul Kol Shavut in Torah. It's also to take any amount of money on a Torah on a Torah level. And even when it comes to a non-Jew, even if he's an idol worshiper, you can't take his money or extort him. If and if you robbed him or extorted him, then you have to return that money. So we see here a third Rambam. Now I'm going to read here just the fourth and the fifth Rambams. These Rambams are from the Minyan Mitzvahs. The Minyan Mitzvahs, if you open up a Rambam in the Mishnah Torah, you can find the Minyan Mitzvahs located that in the beginning of each section of Halachos, so if you're learning Hilchos Geneva, before he starts Parakal of Halacha Aleph, or if you're learning Hilchos Avodah before he starts Perek Aleph Halacha Aleph in Hilchos Avodah you'll see there's uh, an enumeration of all the different positive commandments and negative commandments that are discussed in this section of Mishnah Torah. So here is the, the first lav that's mentioned in the whole Hilchos Geneva. says the Rambam in Source 4, You can't take Mama. The Rambam in Hilchus Gzila Vaveda says, Shalai Sigzal, you can't take. Shalai you can't take. So now that we've seen these Rambams, I'm going to revisit them and I'm going to contrast right, the dinim of Geneva and the dinim of Gzila. Because at the end of the day, we have two totally different things. How do I know? So this is going to be contrast number one. The Rambam has a whole section called Geneva. That's a whole set of halachas. There's something called Hilchos Tshuva. There's something called Hilchos Deus. There's something called Hilchos Avadazar. There's something called Hilchos Geneva. And there's a whole different set of halachas called Hilchos Gzeda Baveda. There's a whole different set of halachas. So number one, I want to point out that these two things, of Gzeda and Aveda, are totally disparate. They have no connection whatsoever. The two totally separate halachas, the two sets of halachas, they're so different that the Rambam even qualified them as being in two different categories of halacha. Categorically, they're different. So that's diak number one. We start off source one, we see the something called Hilchas Geneva. We start off source two, we see the Hilchas Gezela. Two different categories. Now, let's read the first, the Perakalaf Halacha Aleph in Hilchas Geneva. Says the Rambam, Kola Genev Mamun. There, what's Geneva? Geneva, it seems, like from the Rambam, is stressing the fact that you took someone's mamun. Kulagunev mamun. Right? So if it's kulagunev mamun, that's what's unique, that's what's standing out in Gebe Geneva. Let's contrast that to Gzela, in Perakala Halacha Aleph, source 2. Kulagunev mamun. Kulagunev mamun. 
So now it's very interesting. When it comes to Geneva, the Rambam stresses you're going to have mamon. When it comes to Gzila, the Rambam stresses you're going to have You're not going to have mamon, you're going to have That already is our second diuk. Our first diuk is that Geneva and Gzila are something different. The Rambam categorizes them as two different types of, of Isurim that we know by the fact that they're in totally different swara. Hilchos Gneva, Hilchos Gzela. Number two, that Gneva is stressing the Gneva's mamon, whereas Gzela doesn't stress Gneva's mamon, it just is chavero. Now, number three, or number three, this diuk is reiterated in the Minyan Mitzvahs. Look at the Rambam in Source 4. This is Minyan Mitzvahs and Hilchos Gneva. Says the Rambam, Shalilignev mamon. You can't take mamon. Again, he's stressing the fact that Geneva is dafka in someone's mamon. It's in the pocket. Whereas when it comes to Surah 5, the Minina Mitzvahs and Gzela, says the Rambam, they don't mention anything about money. Now, if you don't take something that has monetary value, that's not Gzela, right? If you don't take something that has a monetary value, it's not Geneva either. But the Rambam, when he's expressing the love, the prohibition, what we're discussing by Geneva, he's stressing mamon. By Gzela, he's stressing nothing. So this is already a third diuk. Diuk number one, the different category of halacha. Diuk number two, that the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam says, whereas when it comes to Gzile, it says, and diuk number three is that the diuk is reiterated in the Minyan Mitzvah, that the Rambam says, whereas when it comes to Gzile, it just says, Sigzal. Now, diuk number four, comes along with the Mishnah Torah, and source one, it says, Anything above Sheva Pruta or more. Anything above Sheva Pruta or more, that already constitutes a Gneva. There is Everly Sase. How do we know? It's nice beautiful. Comes along the Rambam and Uchus Gzele. The Rambam says something different. Says the Rambam, Kulu Gizos Chavero, Sheva Pruta. If you steal Sheva Pruta, you're over on Gzele. There is Everly Sase. Shnema, this is so. So now we have a basic question. How come in the Rambam, in Hilchos Geneva, the parameter for being over the lav is Misheva Pruta Lamala? Anytime I had a Sheva Pruta or more, there, I'm over on Geneva. Whereas when it comes to the Rambam, in Hilchos Gzela, he says, you steal Sheva Pruta, you're over. What if I steal more than Sheva Pruta? The Rambam doesn't say anything. There's also a Diak. This is Diak number four. This is the fourth nuance we see. Now, continues the Rambam, you're on a lav when it comes to Geneva, when you take Mamun, Misheva Pruta Lamala, they link in a lav there. Now, why not get Malkus? Shine in the Tashlumen. Isn't it in the Tashlumen? Isn't it in the Tashlumen? Why? Shagan of Chivos of Torah the Shalom. The Torah obligates him to pay. Now, I would say as follows when it comes to Geneva, what's the reason? What was the reason you'll get Malkus? The concept in the Tashlumen, you can pay back. Now let's look at Gzela. Ve'i lukin alabzeh. When it comes to Gzela, you don't get Malkus. Why not? Shaykosim nidla asay. It's connected to an. Uh, it's connected to an asay. Shim gozel chayv lahachsiyah. If you steal, you have to give back. Why? Shnei marveishu takzela shagozel. You return a stolen object. Now, before we get into this deal, what's an itlaminitikla asay? So generally speaking, there's certain principles when it comes to punishments in the Torah. A person chas v'shalom doesn't act. It's Mechaev Hemisa, right? He's Mechalo Shabbos. So if there's two Adim and they give him a Sra, so he's Chaev Skila. Let's say he's Mechalo Shabbos, the Mezid, without Adim. So there, 
he's chayiv kares. Let's say he's mechalos Shabbos, and and it was b'shegig though. There he's chayiv achatos. There's a set of rules. A person does a lav, and they did the lav with an action. They get malchus. The Torah doesn't have to say what to do because there's a general status, a general rule system that when you do an act with a certain severity, so then there's a, a rule system set in place what the result is. Now, what happens, let's say I do an act of gazela. An act of gazela is a love and there's an action, so I should get malchus. Yet, there's something very interesting. The Torah told me something different. The Torah said, You should turn the stone object. So Chazal understood that whenever the Torah says, after a lav, this is what you should do once you transgress it, then the Torah understood that the Torah, we're taking you out of the normal format. The normal format, right, a person, a person is, is, uh, plows with his, with his cow muzzled, right? He's chusim shulad dishay. So there the din is, he's chayv, he's chayv malkus. He did a lav, and then actually he's chayv malkus. So, the fact that there, the Torah doesn't have to say it. Right? A person plants clay, he doesn't have to say it. We know, it's a lie, he didn't action. The fact that the Torah says, return the object, means we're varying from that normative pattern, and therefore all you have to do is follow that which the Torah says. That's called the concept of a say. Another example would be, let's say, according to Tesfis. According to Tesfis, the din of Tashbisu, destroying Chametz, is a lavanitical essay, meaning to say that really you shouldn't have any chametz on Pesach. If a person finds chametz in the house on Pesach, there's a mitzvah of Tashbiso. The mitzvah of Tashbiso is destroy the chametz so you're not over the love. But there, even if you were to go ahead and buy chametz on Pesach, you did a love, sheyesh bomaisa, you did an active Kenyan, and you were over a love, nonetheless, we're going to tell you you don't get malchus. Why not? You don't love Shish Bumai. So the answer is because there's a way to be monotic the love. It's connected to an essay. What's that essay? Tashpizu, get rid of it. That's the concept of Lavanitic essay. Now, for our purposes, what's very interesting is that our Gemara, our Rambam, I'm sorry, is saying that Gzela, the Sigzel, is a Lavanitic essay. So the reason why I'm not getting malchus when it comes to Geneva is because it's in the Tashlumen. I can, I, I can pay you money. The reason I'm not getting Malchus by Louis Sigzel is because of the Nitikla saying. So we see very, very clearly that even though there's a, a shared common, there's a commonality between them, that you don't get Malchus, it's for two totally different reasons. The reason by Geneva you don't get Malchus is because of the Tashlumen. The reason you don't get Malchus when it comes to Gzela is because of the Nitikla saying. So that's going to be our fourth Ha'ara. Uh, that's our fourth Ha'ara. No, fifth Ha'ara, I'm sorry. That's our fifth Ha'ara. Now, I will point out, I'm not going to count this as something totally different, I will point out that when it comes to Geneva, the fact it's not in the Tashlumen, the Rambam says the Torah was him, but he doesn't say where that's sourced. How do you know? Where do you really know? Is it a Pasuk? He doesn't quote a Pasuk. He says the Torah is Mechayim the Tashlumen. Whereas when it comes to Nitik Essay of Gzela, there the Rambam says he's Chayim the Hachzir. How do I know? Shinemar, Vayichin Zagzela, he quotes a Pasuk. So, I think that maybe yeah, that's part, that we call that 5A and 5B. 5A is the fact that the two different reasons why you're not getting Malchus, Geneva is called in the Tashlumen, Gzela because it's in the And 5B is that the fact that it's in the Tashlumen is not sourced, even though the Rambam holds it to Dinder Isa. Whereas when it comes to the Vahishra Zagzela, in the Tashlumen, there he quotes Apostle, he sources it. Now, I say as follows. When I, let's continue. 
That's the reason I'm not getting Malkus. Says the Rambam in Ochus Geneva, Ve'echel ha'goynev momon Yisrael, O'goynev momon goy, O'yved avod azor, Ve'echel goynev esagodol, Ve'echel So in order to be over this love, who do I do Geneva to? Says the Rambam, do Geneva to anyone. You do Geneva to anyone, a Jew, a non-Jew, a Godel, a Cotton. Anytime you do Geneva, you're over a love. According to the Rambam, Nuchas Gezela, when am I over a love? Under what circumstances? Says the Rambam, Hagozel es Chaviro. Hagozel es Chaviro is over Belay Someone who rabbis his friend, Chaviro is over Belay What about a boy? What a Godel, a Cotton? The Rambam doesn't talk about it. In Allah Habiz, the Rambam wakes up. If you steal less than a Sheva Pruta, that's also Asr, Midaraisa. And even an Anju. Even an Anju, it's Asr to steal. There, the fact that the Rambam puts this in Allah Habiz and he doesn't say that you're over on a low Sase, he just says it's Asr, implies to me that it's not the same severity. So as when it comes to Gneva, the Rambam says you're over on a love, being Yisrael, being Goy, being Godel, being Cotton. According to Hilchus Gazil in the Rambam, you're only over on a love when you're Gozel Chaviro. For a, a, a Goy, then that's Asr, the same way Pachas Mishav Pruta is Asr. So there, you didn't transgress the love, right? Pachas Mishav Pruta, you know, it's Asr to steal. It could be the whole Gzardin of Duramabul was because they were stealing Pachas Mishav Pruta. That's it's Asr, you can't do it, it's very bad. But it's not over a love. So, so too, Gzela's uh, Akum is not over a love, it's Asr Stasar. So here we see a clear distinction between the din of Gzelis Akum and the din of Gnevas Akum. Now, Gnevas Akum is in over a love, Gzelis Akum is not over a love. So these are six differences in the Rambam. Let's reiterate again the six differences. Number one, the different halachas. One's in Hilfus Gneva, one's in Hilfus Gzelis Avida. They're two totally different tracks. By Gneva, the Rambam Mishnah Torah says it's Gnevas Maman. By Gzelis, the Rambam says Gzelis Chaviro. This is reiterated. In the Minyan Mitzvahs, the Ram says Shalilin the Mammon, whereas when Gazela just says Lusigzo. We had another deal that when it comes to the Rambam in Geneva, it says, You're Asr Misheva Pruta Lamala, whereas when it comes to Hilchas, Gazela, he says, It's Asr Sheva Pruta. The fifth year was that the Geneva is not Chayev Malkus because it's in the Tashlumen, whereas Gazela is because there's a Znitik say it's connected to the Mitzvah of the Hishas of Gazela Shabazal. The sixth year was that Geneva, you're Chayev, you're over on Alav. Whether it's Yisrael, a boy, a godl, or a cotton. And when it comes to Gzela, you're only Chayev on Chavero. And a goy is Asr, but it's not over on Alav. The same way that less than a Shevet Puta is also not over on Alav. This is the dinim that we see in the Rambam. Now, before we start getting into. I'm trying to understand the Svarah. So I'm going to tell you all what there's a briskarov. This briskarov I didn't see inside. I heard it in Mipia Dibur. I saw it. Uh, who writes in the Sefer? I saw it. In the Ravitzko Kamanovich, in Rishima Shirin, I saw Brings this Briskarov. I saw maybe with Rishul Rozovsky's Brings this Briskarov. The Briskarov makes the following deal. The Briskarov says that when it comes to Gzela, Gzela, the reason why the Rambam writes Sheva Pruta is because what? Is because for each Sheva Pruta is a different Isser. Each Sheva Pruta you're going to be Chayavon. Whereas when it comes to Gneva, you took money, 
So then, then taking the money, the Sheva Pruta Kilo is Misheva Pruta the Mala. It's one giant Isser, it's one love, it's one Isser. Whereas when it comes to Gzela, every Sheva Pruta is its own Isser. Therefore, we don't view it as one act, that the act is worth a hundred Prutas. We view the Gneva on a hundred, like the Gzela, I'm sorry, of a hundred Prutas as a hundred different acts. That's why it's Sheva Pruta. This is Chavruta Sheva Pruta. So according to that, is a very, very big difference, right? If you steal something of tremendous value, you do a geneva on something of tremendous value. According to the Rambam, that would be one is according to this diuk. Because if you did a gazelle on the same act, on the same item, each shavu pruta of it would be worth its own love, would be its own isser. That's the brisket of the So now, if we're going to look at this, so then, if we're going to, you know, the better, even for myself what I did, I just wrote down in two different columns, Hilchus Geneva, Mamanch, the Gnigma Mamanch, the Shavaprutan, the Tashtumen, Gzela, Chavero, the Ligzel, right? All these things. So it seemed to me that we're developing a very, very clear picture here. The clear picture is that when it comes to Hilchus Geneva, we're harping, we're focusing on Mamun. It seems like it's a Din in Mamun. Whereas when it comes to Din in Gzela, it doesn't seem like we're focusing on Mamun, we're focusing on his friend, Chavero. You took something from Chavero. We don't want you to do the act of Gzela. If you did it, give it back. We're not focusing on the monetary loss so much. That's what it seems like. And therefore, that's how I would start. I would start off by making a distinction that maybe we could claim that the issue of Geneva and the world of the Rambam, the issue is a monetary issue. You cause someone a loss. You could cause someone a monetary loss. So then... That's the Isser of Geneva. Geneva means don't make someone's portfolio drop. And therefore that's expressed because he says it's Asr Kulaginiv Mamun. And like the Minya Mitzvah says, Shalaginiv Mamun. And now if we're worried about a financial loss, says the Rambam, it's Mishavu Pruta the Mala. So maybe we can view the entire loss as one big, one big hit in the red, right? And therefore the way you make up with that is in the Tashlumen. And maybe, maybe, we could hear as well that when I'm causing a financial loss, I can cause anyone a financial loss, right? Maybe not anyone. That would be that would be maybe how it start. Whereas when it comes to Hilchus Gazela, we don't mention Mammon because we don't want you to do an act. We don't want you to take something. We don't want you to take something that's not your friend. The Torah is not particular about your your the financial loss that's being incurred. The Torah is worried about the fact that you're treating someone improperly. You're going ahead and treating your brother like a, like a piece of garbage. You're taking something which doesn't belong to you, it belongs to him. So there maybe the Torah says, is and you can't take, what is that, a Shavu Pruta, and the way you fix it back is when you come back to him, and you're only Chai for Chaviro. That's how I would to kill if you were to ask me without, you know, a regal achas. That's for sure how it starts. Now, why am, I, why am I apologizing? I'm apologizing because We'll see momentarily But before that even, let's talk about the Rashba. I brought you here in Shuta Rashba. It very well could be that that's how the Rashba learned. The Rashba is talking about a case, what happens if you have a Chasad Shaita? Why am I calling a Chasad Shaita? You're the guy that Mamish wants to steig. Right? So he, he steigt, he finished Shas, finished Shas badly, and now he wants to learn the whole Ktsis. Right? The only problem is he doesn't have a Ktsis. So what's he do? He steals his friend's ktsis. His friend gives it to him as a deposit, as a bikodin. And now, his friend asks for the ktsis back, and he says, what do you mean? I don't have a ktsis. Now, why is he lying? 
He's lying because he just wants time to copy it. So he's sitting here copying the Ktsais. And eventually, once he's done copying it, he's going to give it back. So says the Rif, there's Brown the Chubas Arash, but it's really a Rif. So says the Rif, is he, is that Mutar or is that Asar? Says the Rif, it's Asar for three reasons. Number one, the moment that he didn't give it back and he has to give it back, there's a Geneva. Besides that Geneva, there's also a Gzela. And besides that Gzela, he took a Shavua because he was a Shemer and he was over in a Shavua Shav. But according to the Rif, that means then that every time that I'm over on Geneva, I'm also over on Gzela. Unbelievable. I'm going to be over on both Yisurim. So now, if that's the case, so then the fact that Geneva is a din mamun and Gzela is a din in the act, your friend, maybe even makes sense, right? That the Torah is expressing two different disorder because the Torah is harping on two different aspects that happens when you take something that doesn't belong to you. One is an aspect of causing a financial loss. That's expressed by the law of Lysik And the other is expressed in the case of a Maisa. That the Maisa that you did is uh, a Maisa which is a property. You're not treating him correctly. You're taking something away from him that doesn't belong to you. He wants it. That could be. Maybe in the, in the, in the Rif, in the Rashba. But we're going to start off with the Kasha. The Kasha, if you look in Source 7, I brought you here a Gemara Bav Metziah. The Gemara Bav Metziah is a famous Gemara. The Gemara is as follows. I'm a Rav. Rav said, Lamali de Kasa Rachman Alav Beribis. Why does the Torah enumerate Alav for Ribis, for charging interest? Alav Begezel, Alav for theft. And a love for overcharging. Now, what's the common de- denominator between all of them? Why well, I wouldn't have thought I only I need three different laven. I could just say one. Peter Rashi, Rashi explains, We should all extrapolate one from the other. Each one is a financial loss. Each one you're taking money away from his friend. So you see clearly here, you see clearly already that the din of Gezel, according to the Gemara, is a din of Mechaser Mamun. Now the way we just explained the Rambam, the din of Gezel, it's not din of Mechaser Mamun. The issue is not he caused a loss, the issue is that he didn't act, which is unacceptable. So if that was the case, then the Gemara never should ask this question. It's very, very simple. The lab of Gezel is for the act of taking away. The love of the signal was the, 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 the probably caused a financial loss. That's going to be a tremendous ha'ara, right, on what we just said. And that ha'ara, we're going to come back to in a minute, we're going to have another ha'ara. That ha'ara in and of itself might be a reason why to retract from that explanation we said in the Rambam. Now, continues the Gemara. Why do I have a pasuk of Lusignovu? Right? This one we didn't mention before. We just mentioned the Sigzal. Upirash Rashi. Rashi explains, Learn from all of them. He caused a loss of money. Nidichtanya. So the answer to the Gemara, we need Lo Signovu, like it was taught in the Braisa. Lo Signov Almanas the Makeup. You shouldn't rob someone as a means of jest. Meaning to say, meaning to say, you should rob someone. Don't take your friend's sitter. And tease him, like, ah, what are you going to dab from? What are you going to dab from? Where's your sitter? You never meant to cause him a loss. You never meant to keep it. 
So there, it's not a geneva of loss, it's just a gzela, a geneva of taking it away from your friend, of teasing him. You can't steal. Let's say your friend needs money. He's out of job, he needs help, but he's not willing to take tzedakah. So I'm going to be a chacham. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rob him, and I'm going to get caught. Now what happens if I rob him and I get caught? There's something called kefil, a double payment. And the kefil means that if I stole 100 bucks from him, I'm going to have to pay him 100 bucks plus another 100 bucks as a fine. That's a great way to go ahead and give tzedakah without someone wanting to take it. Says the Gemara, Therefore, the Torah says, those signal, so you don't give, you don't steal even to give him kefal. Now there, my intent is never to cause a financial loss. Nonetheless, it's asa. So, not only do we see from this Gemara that, that the world of, the, the eyes of the Bavli, that, that Gzila is for sure and didn't nechasa moment of causing financial loss, we see even more we see that Geneva, which is also a din of financial loss, also applies to circumstances where there is no financial loss. Meaning to say, in the cases of Gunev Almanas the Mekat and Gunev Almanas, right, the Shalom Kefal, there we see that you're chayiv for Geneva, even though no financial loss is ever going to happen. So, if anything, this Gemara seems to imply the inverse that when it comes to Geneva, the Isser is the act that you're doing. That's why even if it's Almanas the Mekar, Almanas the Shalom Kefil, the act that you're doing is so garuah, it's so bad, the Torah asked you to do that act. Whereas maybe when it comes to Gzela, the whole concept of Gzela is only when it's Mechaser Mamon, only when you're causing him a loss. And maybe based on this Gemara, we would actually see the inverse of what we claim in the Rambam. Now, if that's true, right, we're going to have to go back and revisit the Rambam and to try to understand the diukim that we made and how that would fit, that understanding would fit. So in order to start this process, I brought for you here a Minchas Kinnah. Minchas Kinnah is in source 6, Parshas Kedeshim, Mitzvah Rishchav Talad. So here, he says as follows. He says, Ach nearly, it seems to me, to the Chayron, seemingly, after the saving Gzelis Kusi de Rabbanon, even according to those opinions that the, the, the theft of a non-Jews Asami de Rabbanon, Mikol Makim Ginevis Atam Efshem in the gzila being the rabbanan, it could be that the geneva is also in That if you hold the geneva amenas the mikat is so too stealing from an Jew is also going to be asaderaisa. Says the minchas chinech, the Torah didn't asa this just as a din mamun. Rather, the Mida itself of taking something which doesn't belong to you, the act of taking, that's what the Torah answered. Then in Cain, if that's true, Mishlon a Gezel, when it comes to Gezel, do Rakta, Torah Asra, Mamun Chavero, there the Torah forbade you to take your friend's money, you can't make him a financial loss. In Cain, if that's true, Efshida Akam Le Asra, it could be that when a Nanju, when it comes to Nanju, there there's no prohibition. Why? Because there the money. Is also right. It's a hefka. I'm sorry. It's not. It could be that midaraisa. You have to take the money. But don't run about it. You can't. But according to midaraisa, it could be. But geneva. When it comes to geneva, after shelo there you can't even steal something which belongs to you. Why? Because we don't want you doing that act. In Cain, if that's true, it's the act which bothers us. Then after akam asr kadesh then the Torah answered even for a non-Jew, so you don't get accustomed to it. And that's why the Torah made a prohibition.
So here we see something very beautiful. We see that according to Minchas Chinuch, the Minchas Chinuch is taka going with this expression. How we would have learned based off this Gemara about Metziah that the whole thing Geneva is a din in the Maisa, whereas it comes to the din of Gzela. There, the din of Gzela is only cause is also due to the financial loss. Now, now like this. So now let's go back and revisit the Rambam. The fact that we have two different categories, the something called Hilchas Geneva and Hilchas Gzela, according to this, makes sense. Geneva, according to the Gemara Metzia, the Smein Chachinuch, is a din in an act which is a Midagrua. There's a Maisagrua here, there's an act of taking something which doesn't belong to you that the Torah doesn't like. Now, in Hilchas Gzela Vavito, there's a, there's a different, whole different discussion. You have someone's money that doesn't belong to you. They have they incurred a loss. They incurred a loss. Therefore, that's awesome. You can't make someone causal have a, have a loss. They're two totally different discussions. We don't care about the act when it comes to Gzela. We only care about the act when it comes to Geneva. Like Gzela, we care about the loss. Now, if that's true, I could understand then why the Rambam coupled Gzela by Veda. Right? When it comes to Gzela, what's the idea? I have someone else's money by me, they lost out, it's by me, therefore, I have to give it back. But the, what they're focusing on my gzela is the fact that money that doesn't belong to me is by me. By a veda, it's the same exact thing. Money that doesn't belong to me is by me. The only difference between gzela and a veda is that it get to me through an active isser, they get to me through an active heter. But either way, the discussion here is a discussion of having something which doesn't belong to me, having someone else's mama. Maybe that's why they're coupled. Now, once that's true, maybe we can explain the Rambam as follows. And when it comes to Geneva, why does the Rambam keep stressing mamun, mamun, mamun? The reason he stresses mamun is because maybe dafka by Geneva, that's where we have to stress mamun. Meaning to say that dafka by Geneva, where the prohibition itself is, the definition of the prohibition is, don't do this act to your friend. So maybe I would think that that's Asr, even if he didn't have a lack of Maman, even though there's no Chisar Maman in it, right? The love was said, even with nothing to do with his money. Anytime I take something from him, even if it's less than the value of a Pruta, that's what the Torah was talking about. There the Torah says no. There the Rambam stresses, it has to be Maman. It has to be Maman. That's when you did the act, it has to be Maman. Now, that's why the Rambam also reiterates that when it comes to the Minyan Mitzvah, Shalom the Maman. Now, this is very Gishmak. In the word of the Rambam, why does he say Mishel Pruta Namala? So, according to what we're saying, this is great, right? What's Mishel Pruta Namala? That no matter how much you talk, there's only one law, there's only one prohibition. Why is that? Because the prohibition isn't dependent on the money, the monetary laws. The prohibition is how you acted. So, the act here, there was only one act. The act you did was on a million Prutas, correct? But since you did only one act, we're only going to done you Mishel Pruta Lamala. We're going to done you as one big act. Whereas, when it comes to Gzela, what's the Gzela? The definition of Gzela, according to us, is causing some of the financial loss. That's what it means, Gzela. So the Ram doesn't to say Guzel Maman. Guzel Maman, the Isser, is causing him a loss. Avate was Maman. So therefore, the Ram says, Who's it also to Guzel? Chaveiro. Why? Because what's the financial loss here? According to the Rambam, Gezel is almost like comparable to Nezikin. So if I, if, I, if I go ahead and I damage my, uh, my friend Peter's shore, right, it could be that I don't have to pay him for it because it's Nezikin. It could be Nezikin. I'm not to pay to a boy. 
So so too comes on the random because a guzel is chaveiro. You cause the financial loss by taking something. To who? To chaveiro. That's when you chayev. That's when the Torah said it's oser. And what's oser? A sheva pruta. Why? Because what's the Torah particular rule on the financial loss? So says the brisk of love. I sheva pruta. Every single sheva pruta. Sheva pruta and pruta and pruta and pruta is going to be its own love. And dafka because there the dinzela the dinmaman the hefsed maman. So that would go ahead and explain the Dukim and the Rambam. The Rambam has to stress moment in Gzila because it's definitional to the Lad. The Rambam has to say Sheva Pruta, why? Because there, what the focus is is that he lost money. So each Pruta that he lost is going to be its own individual Lad. Whereas Dafka, in contrast to Rambam, the, the, the prohibitions on the, on the action. Either action, the action, we don't care how many Prutas you took, as long as you took it, did it to his money. His money to do it has to be at least a Sheva Pruta. Now, according to this, it's also very gishmak. According to the Rambam, what's the whole Isra of Gzela? You caused a loss. There the Torah says, you caused a loss? So, remand that action. Remand the Isra that you, you transgressed. Was the Isra you transgressed? He incurred a financial loss. So, says the, says the Rambam, so give it back. Remand that, remand that, that prohibition that you trans, transgressed. Why isn't there the Hishas by Gneva? Because by Gneva, the Isser wasn't the Quebec, because they're lost. So even if you go ahead, when the, the, the payment doesn't remain the prohibition. Even if I give him money back, that doesn't fix what I did wrong. What I did wrong was the act. The act I can't take back. Comes on the Rambam and says, I see you should get Malchus. Why did he get Malchus? At the end of the day, I'm paying him. Because the act that I did caused the loss. And even though that's not the crux of the Isser, that happened due to the Isser, and therefore they're now some responsible, so I'll pay for it. That's called the Tashlumen. That's called I can pay the money back. So we know that I pay money, I don't get Malkus. Right? I don't get Malkus and pay. So there's in the Tashlumen, I don't get Malkus. Right? How come when it comes to Geneva, it applies? According to you, a Yehudi, a Yisrael, a Goy, a Godel, a Katan. The Pshat is because there, the Torah prohibited me to act in a certain way. The, the Torah demanded a certain anhaga from, from a, a Jew that he doesn't take something, it doesn't belong to him. There, we don't care who you took from. Because the issue was that you took, you took something that's not yours, that you can't do, you can't take something that's not yours. The Ah, you took something that's not yours? That's a problem. That's Geneva. Therefore, it's across the board. But if we're discussing Nezikin, you call someone a financial loss, there says the Rambam, that's just Chavilo. That's just Chavilo. I agree, that could be it's Asr, that could be you can't do it, it's forbidden. But is that included within the Lava Leisigzel? No, that's not the Lava Leisigzel. The same way Pachas Misheva Prut is not in the Lava Leisigzel. So that's, that's Mamish Kishmak. That's Mamish Kishmak. Now, I'm going to bring another proof that this is the principle. Why? Because Davka. In the, in the world of the Rizkar Rav, that made this Deacon Shavapruta, the only way to understand how I could be Chayev on a Lav for each Pruta, even though there was only one Maisa, that can only make sense if the Isser is, is dependent on the financial loss. Because at the end of the day, we don't care what the Maisa was, we care that you caused the loss. So each loss we can view individually. Whereas if it was the act that we're harping on, then Avada, there's no way to do one act and be Chayev on each fruit of the act. That's nonsensical. That would have no explanation. So besides the Gemara and Baba Metziah being a tremendous support to this take that the Geneva is a din in the Isser, 
the Maisa Isser, was Gzaina's Din Nechisar Mamun, the Din of the Briskarov also, there's a riot to this distinction, that Davka Gzaina's Din Nechisar Mamun. I think that comes out of very, very Gishmak. Now, I want to come ahead now and try to define Geneva even more. Let's try to discuss Geneva more. I brought for you here the Rambam in Hukas Geneva, Penagam of Allah There the Rambam says, all these things are Asr. Now, why are they Asr? Says the Rambam, You shouldn't get used to doing it. Now, I want to know. The Rambam, when he wrote this, says he agreed with the Minchas Chinuch. The Minchas Chinuch, we just saw, that wanted to say that the din of of Geneva is a din in Maisa, and a din in Gzeila is a din in Mamun, does the Rambam agree to his definition? So my assumption is that in a certain way, yes, in a certain way not. The fact that that distinction is true, I think is very true in the Rambam, like he just got through. But the din, the fact that according to the Rambam, you're not over a love by Amanas the Meikat. You're not over a love Amanas the Haxia. Then I don't think true. It's true. The Minchas Chinuch. When the Minchas Chinuch, that's good for the din. That's good for the chiddush of basic noivu. That you're over the lab. So the Rambam, in a certain way, is saying that avada when you do the act of basic noivu, you're over the lab. But if you do almanas the minkat, it's aser. But you're not over on the lab. That comes out from the Rambam. If that's true, then that would be a support to the fact that there's an iser in the ma'isa. There's an iser in the ma'isa. But if there's not a hefsed mamun. Then we see very clearly that you're not going to be over on the lav. And that's going to need to be explained. If the whole prohibition is in the mice, so who cares if there's a financial loss or not? So now I want to show you a different Rambam. The Rambam here is Nilchus Genevil, Parent Design, Aloch Yud Aleph. This Rambam says as follows A person, what happens if a person takes his fence, he shares a border, with his neighbor, he takes his fence and he moves it inwards towards his na- into his neighbor's, neighbor's property. Even the width of a finger. If he does it, the neighbor's watching, the neighbor's yelling at him, he does it nonetheless. He has a din of a gazlan. But if he did it sneakily one night, without the neighbor knowing, he's a ganav. He's a ganav. And if he didn't hurt his throw, he's a neighbor, he's a neighbor, he's a neighbor, he's a so what I want from this Rambam, this Rambam is very, very clear, not like the Rif. We saw a Rif before, that according to the Rif, every time a person's over on Geneva, they're also over on Gzeva. According to this Rambam, the two things are mutually exclusive. The two things are mutually exclusive. That means that the Chiv Mamun of Geneva, that the Rambam discusses explicitly in Perakalaf Alacha Aleph, actually has nothing to do with the Isser Gzeva. And that even though the Isser Gzeva is Bechefza and Isser of causing someone a loss, then the Isser Gneva is Bechefza and Isser of doing an act, an incorrect, incorrect act to your friend, then it's clear from this Rambam that that incorrect act nonetheless is Bechayiv Mamun. That incorrect act nonetheless is connected inherently to Mamun. I want to prove this to you again. Come along the Sefer Amesvas, the Rambam. The Rambam says, She is here who Mamun. You can't steal Mammon again, the Dik, Shalik no Mammon. Ramri Yisrael, that's the Torah said, Lysik Nebel. Uv Mechilta, Lysik Nebel, Arzana the Gun of Mammon. 
Mechilti quotes now, you can't steal money. If he, if, he, if he did it, he's Mechayiv Maman. What's Mechayiv Maman here? What's Mechayiv Maman? Nadir is alive. So again, you see clearly that being over in the signal is Mechayiv Maman Be'etzem. So even as much as we're claiming that this signal is a Dinamaisa, we're also saying that it is an integral part, it's also integrally part of Maman. Now let's see the Yushami. Yushami is talking about a case. What happens if I give a Pikodon to, right? Reuben gives a Pikodon to Shimon. So Shimon's watching it, and now Levi comes and steals the Pikodon from Shimon. Comes along the Yushami. The Yushami says, you know who he pays the Karen to? You know who he pays the principal to? He pays that to Reuben, the owner of the object. But you know who he pays Kefil to? Says the Yushami, he pays Kefil to Shimon, the Shemer. Now why in the world would that be? Why would it be that he pays Kefil to the Shemer? Why is he paying Kefil to, to Shimon? Shimon didn't lose anything. Ruby is the one that lost the object here. The answer, the is Pashat. The answer is that who was the Geneva done to? The act of Geneva was done to, to Shimon, not to Ruby. So even though Ruby is the owner, since the act of Geneva was done to Shimon, the Kefil goes to Shimon. That's a Pella. That means clear from the Yushalmi, that the Geneva is, is, is in an action. That only makes sense in the action. If the Mechaev, the, the Kefal, being the Geneva, that was due to a financial loss, then Shimon's never in the picture. Shimon's never a discussion, because Shimon never went to a financial loss. You can remember from like this Morgan, but it was not his property. It was, it was, it was the Ruvain's property. Aye, Shimon gets the Kefal, it must be because the action was done to Shimon. Clear, clear from the Yushalmi, the Geneva's in an action. So what's the Peshavat Alvar? What's it mean? So I just think the best way to say it is that that Avada, Avada when it comes to the act of Gneva, Gneva is mistaking, mistreating someone else's property, mistreating someone else's mammon. To do an act of taking someone else's property away from them, to take someone's financial rights away from them, that's the Isser. It's, 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 not, it's not a nizik where I break it and they can't have it anymore. It's I did an act of denying access to that which is theirs. When I do an act of denying access to that which is theirs, that's an isogneva. Denying access only has a significance when it has a value. That's Mishalatrutalavada. And therefore, even though I can't rectify that misdeed, there's no nitikla essay, because I can never take back the deed that I did, since the deed definitionally was incurring in a financial loss, then about I have to have a payment for that. I have a chayv moment for that. And therefore, I have to give back. So that's how I'd say the Gedder of Geneva. The Gedder of Geneva is to do an act to withhold someone else's money, to disallow usage of their financial assets. That's an act of Geneva. Was an act of Gzela, is to make someone lose money. That's it. To cause a loss, cause a financial loss, also. That's the distinction between the din of Geneva and Gzela. I think that's very geschmack. I think it could also even be the Emes and the Rambam. So now we're holding a 47 and a half minutes. But at some what I would want to do is I would continue. But the issue is I'm going to start now the mission of the Gemara. We're not going to have enough time to even make a, a read through the mission of the Gemara. So instead, what I think we should do is let's talk about certain dinim and certain halachos. And that way, when you start the, the Gemara next time, the Mishnah Gemara next time, you'll come in with a certain background knowledge. So the halach is as follows. 
Anytime a person does a geneva, they do a geneva, they always have to pay for that which they stole. That which they stole is called the keren. That's the principle. Now, if they did a geneva, and you know what? A day later, they're like, how can I take someone else's property? I feel so bad. I want to give it back. They do tshuva. If they come on their own fruition, they give it back. All they pay is the keren. They pay the principle. Now, if they go ahead and they like this object that they took, they don't want to give it back. And now the police come, they catch them. You have a stolen object, it doesn't belong to you. Then the din is the chayv to pay something called keful. Keful means a double payment. So I stole your mug, your mug cost 15 bucks. So not only do I have to give you back the mug, that was $15, on top of that I have to give you the mug plus another $15. That's called keful, it's a double payment. That's the din of keful. That's one halacha. Now, besides the concept of keful, there's a unique halacha which applies to if you steal a shore and a set, an ox or a sheep. Then the halacha is if you steal a shore or a set, and after you sold it, right? So if you could just caught with a shore and set, you have keful. But let's say after you stole it, you do something even worse. You shecht it. Or you sell it to someone else. There the Torah says that if you did that to Ashur, you don't pay double the value, you pay five times the value. And if you do it to a set, you do it to a sheep, you pay four times the value. So there's an additional, an, an, an enlarged knas, an enlarged fine, specifically with these two areas. The Rambam and of Luchim says specifically these two things because they used to be a very uh, normal thing in order to have flocks of animals. And as a deterrent for people robbing you of your animals, the Torah added an extra fine. But say that, whatever it is, but if you like it, great, it's a normal one of if you don't like it, it's not ma'akev. But either way, there's these special dinim of kenosis that are based off of, number one, if you stole, and if you were caught, and number two, what animal, if you stole an animal and did something to it afterwards. Now I will say also that this dinim of tvicha, of shechting, is only if you do a kosher shechit on the animal. But let's say you take an animal and you shoot it in the head, so even though it's not alive anymore, Nonetheless, it's not called a tvicha to obligate you in the knas, the dalad vehei. It has to be a kasher shkito. So these are the dinim that once you have these dinim, in Yat Hashem, we have a clear definition of what's gneva, we have a clear definition of the isra gzela. And now, you have an understanding of the payments of, at least in the world of gneva, that in Yat Hashem next week, we'll start the Mishnah and the Gemara of Merubah. Okay, big yashakayach.